Are you tired of scrolling your feed only to see the highlight reel version of motherhood? If so, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Motherhood Intended Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Baird, and I'm a passionate mom here to support women like you in their unique journeys to and through motherhood. I have been through it all. We're going to be talking about things like trying to conceive, infertility, IVF, surrogacy, mom life, and more. It's time to get real about what it takes to be a mom and come together in the fact that things don't always go as planned. So here we go. Hey listeners, it's Jacqueline. I hope everyone is having a great week. We are on spring break this week. And when I say on spring break, like we aren't anywhere. Um, We are home, (laughs) Uh, but the kids are on spring break from school. So yeah. <laughs> um, that just means no childcare, no childcare, no schedules, no activities. It made me laugh because last week we were talking about control and having a sense of control and feeling control. So, you know, over the weekend I sat down and I was like, all right, I got to figure this out because my husband's traveling a few days this week. And yeah, the kids have no school, no activities. We have no plans. So I started to try and figure out, okay, what are these days going to look like? How can I make this a fun week, but like easy and not where we're like at each other's throats all week because I know my patience level. And unless we have some things to get us out of the house or some ideas to do some fun stuff together, it is just going to be me every single day being like, don't touch your brother. Stop that. Can you clean up your toys? Can we do this? Can we clean up? Can we clean up? Can we clean up? I, I mean, I just, I'm like, was starting to get jittery thinking about this week. So we did. We we came up with some ideas. We took them to a movie. We're going to take the kids to a trampoline park. I think we're going to spend a couple of days at a local like Marriott resort just so the kids can swim, you know, do some fun stuff like that, like nearby. Nothing crazy because we're on a toit budget. <laughs> you may remember we are in the middle of a surrogacy journey. And financially, that is no joke. We are spending all of our funds and funds we don't have on that. So we've had to make some sacrifices and we are willing to do so because we are hopeful and excited for the outcome that that will bring. Speaking of surrogacy, a little bit of an update, not too much. Our surrogate, she had to have an appointment with her OB, get some paperwork filled out, That got sent over to our fertility doctor who cleared all of her paperwork saying she is good to move forward with medical clearance. So next step is we are just waiting. Hopefully this week we will have a better idea of what her travel schedule is going to look like and the agency will book her travel to come into Chicago to see our fertility doctor and get medically cleared. And then super exciting that would be when we get to meet her in person. So I'm looking forward to that. And yeah, it's crazy. Things will start moving along. You know, we're going to be put in touch with lawyers, get our contracts going. My husband and I are working on our will, which is something that has somehow lost our brains that we, for the last like five years, we're like, we should probably have a will. We should probably have a will. Like, I don't know. I feel like once you become parents, like you, it's not like we have all these like amazing possessions or anything, but like, obviously our children, there needs to be a plan if something were to ever happen to us. So we are working on putting that together. And it was brought to our attention that like, this is a must too, when you're going through surrogacies, because like, God forbid something were to happen to us while she is pregnant with our child, like we have to have things in place to make sure all of our kids, even those not yet born are taken care of. So we will be working on that. And then yeah, all of that, it'll probably take like about, well, next month or two, I don't know, to get all of that wrapped up, meaning like medical clearance, contracts, all of that. So we are moving along. But yeah, the last few weeks has me definitely focused on schedules. And, you know, when you're a parent, 
it just gets a little cray cray because you're you're dealing with multiple people. You're dealing with your own schedules and you're dealing with your child's schedules. And there's such a fine line between having control and having a routine and having a set schedule. But then also you don't want to be too scheduled. You want to have some freedom to live your life or have the unexpected happen or especially with little ones. I mean, ages three and five, especially the three-year-old, as you've heard me talk about the last few weeks, you don't know what kind of mood everyone's going to be in. You want to be overscheduled and then you can't even get out the door, right? So I've been working on that. I've been working on that last weekend to get everything in order for spring and summer. And I think I officially have it all set up. (laughs) I don't know. I got to review, review the tapes again to uh, make sure everything is in working order. The only thing we don't have figured out is any kind of vacations. Like I, I pinpointed some weeks where we don't have anything going on, but I don't know what we're what we're doing yet. I don't know. We love having different experiences with our kids and taking them places and getting out of the house and just making memories. But this year is just looking a little different with this surrogacy journey. You know, we're going to have to, I'm sure we'll be in Texas at least at some point, hopefully for appointments or visiting our surrogate. And so we got to be mindful of that. And we have a couple of places we typically go with our families. We do a lake house trip every year. We rent a house with our family every year. So there's a couple things. We just got to like put them into the schedule. I don't know if anyone can relate to this. Um, Well, I take that back. I know every local mom to me can relate to this, but like park district activity signups where I live is literally like the hunger games. Like it is intense. Signups are like, say, 8 a.m. on a Monday morning. You have to log on right at 8 a.m. and know what you're about to sign up for, what activities you want. I've learned the hard way, season after season. This was the first season I was like ready to go. I had all of the kids' activities that I thought would be interesting that I would want them to do saved in my wish list. And I was like 8 a.m. on the dot was logging on to try and sign them up for this stuff because otherwise they fill up and it's like waitlisted. If you don't get on there right when everything opens up, then you're the waitlist. Everything's full. So I did it. And this year it was wild. It literally felt like we were trying to get Taylor Swift tickets because they like put you in a queue. Like there were so many people and the park district did send out an email afterwards, like apologizing and it was crazy. But regardless, it's been like this every year where you just have to be Johnny on the spot about it. So I signed up for whatever I thought I could, which took about like a half hour just to sign up for freaking youth basketball. You know, it's it's ridiculous. So now I finally, I, after I was a little traumatized from that experience, so I just kind of like signed it up, paid a crap ton of money for my kids to like have shit to do this summer. And then just now, I'm this was like weeks ago. Now I'm revisiting being like, what, what in the world did I commit to? Like, what did I sign up for? I don't even know. So now I mapped out everything on a calendar and I'm looking at things and now I'm like, did I overcommit them? Like we want time to just chill, go to the pool, like do nothing, you know, things like that. So I think we're okay because again, they're not all day things. You know, it's like an hour of this here, a three hour summer camp here. I hope it will be fun for them and keep them engaged and mostly like playing with other kids and everything. But man, I really had to make sense of that. And as I was doing this, I, you know, the world is always listening. So these memes came to my attention and I have to share them because some of them are just really good. Um, this one meme says like other moms, this summer we're doing camp, swim lessons, Disney, 16 craft projects, a short documentary on whales and a 5k. What are your plans? And then it says me and it's just like popsicles. <laughs> and that made me laugh because I feel like I'm 
both of these moms. And I just, the struggle is real. I want to have this planned out summer and make sure everyone's kept busy and has fun. But then the other part of me is just like, F it. Here's a popsicle. Good luck to you. (laughs) Um, And I know you guys can relate to that. Uh, Those with kiddos, that is, uh, yeah, summer is, summer and spring break have such a different meaning, right? Like spring break used to be like, woo, Panama City Beach with sorority sisters. Let's do it. And then, you know, when you were a young professional, it literally meant jack shit because you are just like going to work, nothing, everything's the same, everything's the same. And now, and I will say, I think this is the first year I feel this way because both of my kids are in like a significant amount of preschool days. Now they have school and now they're off school and they were both in activities and there's no activities this week. So now spring break, all of a sudden I was like, oh, I was not, I was not prepared for this week to mean something again. Like it's never meant anything before other than like business as usual. And, you know, next year too, I mean, Hunter will be in kindergarten and he's going to be in school all day and we're going to be following the spring break schedule yet again. And so, ooh, got me, got me thinking about how wildly different this week is from say 10, 15, how old am I? 20 years ago. Like, good Lord. And same thing for the summer, right? Like the summer used to be so exciting. And I was like, oh my God, they're so cute. They're so little. I'm just going to blow up a little pool and we'll do bubbles. We can get outside, push them in the swings at the playground. And now it's like, oh man, they're A, their personalities are just wildly different. So I hope we don't have a summer like last summer where like, no, it doesn't want to get in the water. No, it doesn't want to go outside. No, it doesn't want to put on shoes. No, it doesn't want to. And then Hunter's like wanting to do all of the things. And I'm just like, all right, my only goal for this summer is to be on the same page in general. If we're going outside, like we're all going kind of thing. If we're going to go to the pool, let's all just jump on in and get into it. Um, This other meme came up and it said, don't worry about planning the perfect summer for your kids. You spent your summers sitting in front of an oscillating fan with five other people waiting their turn for the breeze and you turned out just fine truth, right? I mean, I remember doing that literally like talking into a fan and just sitting there. Summers meant playing outside longer because we would just have to come in when it started to get dark. A lot of kick the can, ghosts in the graveyard, all those fun things with the neighbor kids. Like we would just go outside. That was the best part about summers. You could just walk out your door and people would see you and you're like, oh, guess the kids were, I guess we're all going to play. And then like, being in the pool, popsicles, and just straight up chilling. We weren't in activities. We weren't in, I mean, I think we had a babysitter come when my mom needed to work, but it wasn't that like memorable. It was just, I just remember playing with the neighbor kids. <laughs> um, so that had me thinking I should probably chill a little bit with the plans, right? Like we definitely need wiggle room to just, if anything, teach my kids how to be bored. That is always top of mind for me because I feel like these days, you know, we are always like so occupied with making sure our kids have stuff to do and crafts and the internet and social media obviously makes us worse because it's like, oh, you can do this activity and make slime and and do this craft and all these things. And it's like, I feel all the ways, you know, there are days where I'm just like, ooh, this looks fun, educational, and I'm going to go all in and do this project with them. And then other times I'm like, I-, I don't know. I am not a cruise ship director. Like I just, I am out of ideas. Like go play with blocks or something. I wish things were easier. Less is more, right? Less is more. And this other meme made me laugh too. So it said the first week of summer break, trips to the park, the beach, and the zoo. Second week of summer break, the Wi-Fi is your mother now. <laughs> and oh, that's relatable. But I hope it's not this summer because we are already struggling with them always wanting to be on tablets and and play their little video game and and watch something. And I'm like, we, we limit it to an hour a day. The weekends get a little fuzzy because we're like, dear Lord, let us sleep for just a little bit more. 
play a game on your tablet. But during the week, and it's not actually, it's not hard when we have these things scheduled and going on because they're at school, then they have a little bit of downtime at home, and then they'll have like an activity in the afternoon. Um, So there really isn't that much time. But like the summer, I'm like, oh, good Lord, that has a lot of hours and a lot of days. And I don't want them on screens. Obviously, we want to be outside. So I don't know. That just made me laugh. But yeah, I think the moral of the story is like less is more. (laughs) And the last quote I'm going to share that I saw, it said, schedules are meant to help, not hinder. Create them with your lifestyle in mind. And that was a really nice tip to read because everyone has different lives, right? If your neighbor is signing their kids up for like 12 million camps and and going to Disney and they're doing all these like trips and everything, like don't feel like you're doing any less for your kids if that's not your plan. That's not the schedule you created. Like everyone has a different lifestyle. I personally need a couple hours a day away from my children. A, because I know my limits and I'm a better mom when I have that time, especially with a husband who travels where I am the sole parent for multiple days in a row without much of a break. So it is for me, our schedule, that has to include a couple hours a day. So whether they are yeah, at a camp, at a class, I have a high school babysitter that comes a couple days a week for a couple hours to play with the kids. That is my time to podcast, be creative, write, create content. Like that's what I do for me. That's my schedule. So I need a little bit of that, a little bit of that balance in my life. And that's helpful to me. I'm not going to overbook us with all these things because then that's that's not going to be helpful. It's going to hinder my lifestyle and hinder our schedule because I don't work full-time because I want the flexibility of being there for my kids and spending time with them. So just remember that schedules are meant to help, not hinder. Create them with your lifestyle in mind. So that being said, I'm actually working on a resource for all of you listeners. You know, last week we talked about control and and moms who feel out of control are more likely to experience anxiety and depression. And what's important to control the things you can control and accept the things that you can't, right? And every day there's going to be a controllable. Find what that is for you. So I'm going to be creating this daily planner page and it's going to be for you to map out your day. It's not going to be like an overscheduled thing. You're not planning things hour by hour. You're going to have your top three priorities, the two things you can control in the day. What are you going to do when things go out of control? It's going to be helpful in that way because especially when you're a mom of young ones, toddlers, preschoolers, things are never going to go as planned, right? Moods happen. Feelings happen. There's a lot of learning going on at this age. Like you want to get out the door, but you also want them to put on their own shoes and coat and learn how to be independent, right? So this is just to help you feel in control with every day. So stay tuned. I'm going to be sharing that soon with everyone, and I hope it will be helpful. I also think it's going to be helpful for those who are struggling with infertility. If you are in the midst of doing IVF or your cycles are being monitored or you're on medications, there's a lot of things out of your control, right? how those medications are going to make you feel, the outcomes of your fertility treatments, that's out of your control. So hopefully this daily planner page will help you kind of map out what you have control over, what you want to accomplish that day, and just bring a little bit of inspiration and stability to your day. I think it'll be a helpful resource for for anyone, whether you're a mom or not. The other thing that's been top of mind for me this week is, you know, we've been doing a lot of decluttering and trying to simplify our home. And the biggest thing is like, toys because somehow I have allowed this to happen, but they have like three three rooms in our house that are pretty much dedicated to them. 
They have their playroom, which used to be like never for us because when we moved in, we turned it into a playroom right away. But it's technically it should be the dining room. But we have our dining room table like in our living room. It's like a living dining combo instead. And then the dining room, which is off the kitchen, is now the playroom. So they have their playroom, which is where the majority of their toys are. In their bedroom, the boys share a room right now. They have toys in there. And then they have the basement. The basement has a trampoline and mats and toys and stuff down there as well. And so now we've got their stuff on every level of the house. You know, we're in like a two-story house. And let's be real, it explodes. It explodes everywhere because they have so much stuff. My kids' birthdays are November and March. So with Christmas in there, I mean, the winter is like we accumulate so much stuff and it gets used at first because again, it's winter. We're stuck inside a lot. They're playing with their stuff. But now that like we've come out of the fog of winter and we're here in spring getting outside more, I'm like, they're not even touching this stuff or they're they're on to the next character and they don't play with this now and they don't play with that. I think it's a full-time job to rotate toys and purge, but it shouldn't be, right? It shouldn't be. I I watch all these things. I read all these things about Montessori toys and giving your kids less so they can be more creative with them and not overstimulate them. And the less they have, the more likely they are to engage and play. When they have too many choices, you know, it's just overwhelming. And that is true. I mean, my boys are super into Hot Wheels right now, Hot Wheels tracks, monster trucks, all those things. And the amount of cars that they have, because again, you can get them, it's like a dollar to get a Hot Wheels truck. So like, I don't often take them to the grocery store anymore because it's just way too hard. But when I do, the motivation is kind of like they get to pick out a Hot Wheels car if they can be helpful and behave in the grocery store. Um, But now, I mean, they have like hundreds of them, hundreds. We have a whole bucket full. And I'm like, all that happens is they just get barfed all over the room. And then I just spend half of my day picking up all this crap. And I thought I made it easy because in our playroom, we've got these buckets and I printed off pictures of like what's in each bucket. So if it's like a Paw Patrol bucket, I've got the Paw Patrol characters on the bucket. Thought it'd be helpful. So then they can just, all they're doing is putting their toys in buckets. Well, they get so overwhelmed because throughout the day, you know, they're making a mess and whatever. And I've tried all the things too. I've tried like a midday cleanup. I learned that cleaning up before bed isn't ideal, obviously, because they're too tired and whiny and they don't want to do it. But even they're overwhelmed, even though it should be easy. It's like pictured, put it in the bucket. But because there's so much, they just won't. So my next project is revamping the playroom yet again. Now, we have lived in this house for three years. It'll be three years in May. And the amount of times I've changed the playroom, probably 300, 300 configurations, systems, you name it. And I've got this room on my brain, too, because I'm like, wow, like next year, God willing, we could have a we could have a baby. You know, we could have a baby in the house too. And then you know, I need some space for the baby to be able to like be on the floor and have their little baby toys and have a saucer and all the things again and I'm like, "Huh, I don't even know between all the Hot Wheels tracks and all the crap that is in that room and just all over the house. I'm like, I can't even fathom another human with their stuff. So my spring break project, we'll see how far I get. As long as it's complete in in the relatively near future, I'd be happy with that. But I am going to be slowly getting rid of like 75% of my kids' toys because they need less. And I miss when they were younger they did a lot more creative play. And now I i mean, I see them kind of being playing pretend with their cars a little bit, but like, I don't know, they just seem to require so much more to be occupied and not feel bored. And I just think that's 
that's BS. So I need to do my best to help them play easier for their ages. So what I'm going to be doing is taking all those buckets. Obviously, I have to do this slowly because they'll lose their minds if they know that I'm like getting rid of stuff, even though they never play with it. Because I've tried that before too. I'm like, oh, well, we don't play with this. I'm going to go put the trains away or whatever. Oh my God, like total meltdown. Like all of a sudden now they want to play with it, of course. So I just have to slowly get rid of things. And instead of the bucket system, we have, it's actually being used in the office, but I'm going to kind of swap things around. It's just like a, I don't know, it kind of looks like it could be like a TV stand. I got it on Marketplace like a long time ago, but it has, it, it doesn't have drawers. It's just, it's like shelves in it. And so I read that kids should have like eight to 10 toys or activities and they're going to be visual for them. They're not going to be hidden in buckets. They'll be sitting on the shelf. So like maybe one shelf will have a couple cars, right? Not like a whole bucket. And then one will have a few of their action figures. Now, I am going to say I'm not going to have all these like Montessori toys because I think we've kind of we've gone too far. They have these action figures. They have things that they like. I mean, of course, we'll have puzzles and some th- options like that. But like they're not three and five year old boys with all these wooden toys at this point. I hope maybe with our next, I can introduce more toys like that because I know more now. You know, I remember when Hunter was a baby, like everything was like lighting up and making noise. And Man, for me, I could not wait to get rid of all that stuff. But anyway, so now, yeah, we'll have eight to 10 things that they can see. And then hopefully that will be easier for them to clean up too. Put the few things that are there on the shelf and that's it. That's it. So less is more. That'll be a project. I'll let you know how it goes. Maybe I'll take some before and afters and you can see how we have our playroom set up. I definitely need to incorporate more of like a crafting station too, because they do, they like to use scissors and cut and glue and color, lots of coloring, um, And I don't really have a good system right now for like where to store that because it's a fine line because like Hunter can go in a drawer, grab crayons, color, and he can be trusted. Noah, I mean, he's colored on the wall. He's colored on the the carpet. And, you know, that's just his age. And I mean, Hunter didn't do that at his age, but that's just his personality. (laughs) Like he doesn't like to break the rules and whatever. But Noah's a little more creative in that regard. So I can't have those things out. But I need to have an area where they can easily just like sit down and do these things. So I'll take some before and after photos. But if you're a mom out there living this playroom struggle, let me know. Message me. Send me a DM. Like, I'm curious. What what are you doing with these playrooms and the toy situation and the overwhelm of like, I'm bored, even though they have like everything they could ever imagine. Help a sister out. (laughs) Um, Because I really just want to set up a system that I'm not going to have to change in like three months again, because it's not working. I really want to really want to get it right. So I don't have to spend my precious time with my kids either picking up after them or rearranging stuff, things. I do not want to be a stressor in my life. I would get rid of it all if I could. (laughs) And also I would love to know what kind of mom are you? Are you the mom that's booked out your whole summer and have all these vacations and, and projects and activities planned? Or are you the mom that's like, here's a popsicle, we're going to the pool? Or are you a little bit of both? Let me know. And if you're on a path to becoming a mom, what is your summer going to look like? Are you having to schedule around your cycles or treatments? Or even if you're not experiencing infertility, but you're trying to start your family, is that heavy on your brain when it comes to your spring and summer plans? I mean, I'm curious how everyone is doing their summer breaks and spring breaks. So that's all I have for you today. I just really wanted to uh, talk about what was on my brain, which is the whole thing of schedules and clutter and all of that. With spring, hopefully soon, the flowers will be blooming. It's a new season. Spring cleaning is going to be in full force soon. I hope I can be a resource for making your life just a little bit more peaceful.
(laughs) Whether that means helping you navigate your day and what you can control, making plans, symbolizing your systems at home, whatever I can do to help motherhood be more peaceful for you, I'm here to do. And if you are not a mom yet and you are navigating infertility or just trying to conceive I'm here to help you out with that too, because that can be a heavy mental load that you're carrying. It might look like your schedule and your house is all put together prior to being a mom, and it probably is, but I know that you've got a mental load that is taking a toll on you. So I'm here to help declutter that too and get your mindset in a way that will allow you to have more peace and control and ease in your life. I also wanted to thank you in advance for writing a review. And if you haven't yet, follow me on Instagram. You can find me at motherhood underscore intended. I am going to be sharing some of these tips that I use and how I structure my day, our summer schedules, and I will be sure to keep you posted on the whole Uh, toy overflow playroom situation. I will take before and after photos so you can see what I'm trying out. I'll let you know if it works or if a month from now I am redoing it all over again. But share your suggestions with me too. I'm going to be starting a thread in our Facebook group as well to kind of bounce ideas off of each other of how we structure our schedules for the summer or spring break whenever our kids are off school. And then also I'm going to start a thread so we can talk playrooms and toys. I want to know what everyone's doing. How are you keeping your life sane with all the clutter and toys and what is working for you? So if you haven't yet, join the Motherhood Intended Community Group. There's a link in the show notes. It's a private group on Facebook. We have over 400 women in there, all seasons of motherhood, and we would love to have you. So that's all I have for you guys today. I hope if you are on spring break this week, Godspeed. Hopefully you're at a beach, but if you're not and you're at home, just remember quality over quantity. Spend some special moments with your kids when you can. If you're a working parent, carve out a night, an hour, a half hour to play games with your kids after work. If you're home with your kids, don't feel like you need to entertain them all week long, every second of the day. Spend some quality time with them and then give them some free play too. Don't burn yourself out trying to be a cruise ship director all week just because you are not going anywhere for spring break. (laughs) All right, that's all for now. And I will talk to you guys again on Thursday.